0: On this week's episode of The Fizz, I touch on how Cronwalling may or may not be back, how Dylan Larkin may or may not be earning it, and how football season all around has been a living, breathing nightmare for your boy this year. Also, we are officially on Seattle Hockey Name Watch in the year 2019. But before we dive headlong into all that, I want to tell you about an exceptional company based right here in Detroit, Michigan. It's called Mullybox. That's M-U-L-L-Y-B-O-X. Mullybox is a a subscription-based service that is guaranteed not only to save you time and money, but also save you strokes on your golf game. What it is, is basically a box full of golf shit, including the shit you need and the shit you didn't even know you needed. Now, Molybox starts off at $29 a month, but it's guaranteed to bring you over $60 in value. For example, the last Mully Box that went out had over $100 worth of shit in it. I'm talking six golf balls, a driver sensor, a dope ass towel, uh, tees, and more for only $29 a month. That was over $100 value, again, for $29 a month. So what you need to do now is go to MullyBox.com, that's M-U-L-L-Y-B-O-X.com, and enter the promo code CHAMPAGNE, C-H-A-M-P-A-G-N-E, CHAMPAGNE, Champagne. I always have to sound it out in my head. It's harder to spell than I would have ever thought. Enter the code CHAMPAGNE, and you can get your first MullyBox 50% off. Okay, again, that's Mollybox.com. The code is champagne, and you get all that shit I mentioned above for half the already extremely low discounted price of 29 skins a month. Check them out, they're Detroit based. Go support them. If you're a golf lover, you need to get Mollybox 50% off when you use the code champagne. Save time, save money, save strokes. Mollybox. But now, let's get into the fairs. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop bottles. uh Yeah. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. we popping champagne like we, with champagne with we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball, ball hard. So this we ball harder. Hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 13 of The Fizz. I am here with you in my freezing cold basement rocking a Champagne Athletics ski cap beanie, now available on ChampagneAthletics.com, to bring you a brief look at some things in the world of Detroit sports for the week. Now, yeah, uh, I'm cold. Yeah, I definitely... uh, (laughs) I'm chilly, but I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you, the listener. You know, when Iserman's knee was basically falling off in the uh, 2002 Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round versus an upstart Vancouver team, did Stevie say, oh, man, I don't know, guys. My knee's really bugging me. You guys should take this one. No. No, no, no. When the Wings fell down 0-2 in that series, dropping the first two at home, did he say... You know, I don't know, fellas, we might be too old and I'm too injured to really do anything here. Super fuck no. He sacked up like a man. Like the man, the leader, the captain, and the hero that he is. And he ended up leading our boys to not only in points in that series, but also to a Series W and then the eventual Stanley Cup. And that's what I intend to bring you all, listeners, one day. A, uh, a Stanley Cup of sorts. And that could mean a million different things, but I'm going to let you, the listener, do what you will with it, do what you please with it. But what pleases me right now, in this moment in time, is the things that I'm seeing take place at 2645 Woodward Avenue. And it's things like this. Big hit, Paul oh, Cronwald! And of course it was a clean hit. And the Islanders will come over to answer for It's is down, is their top goal scorer. And point getter, Anders Lee, who just got Cronwald. Oh, what a hit. Well, usually it's at the other blue line. Very rarely do you ever get Cronwald at the Detroit blue line. And he's he's cut. I don't know where so, the visor came up and caught him. Well, they're right below us, Ken, and I couldn't tell where he the contact was made. I saw that one coming and Cronwall had him in his sights. His head was down and a clean hit and no arm in the air from the officials so there was anything dirty about it. And Lee obviously will go off. Yes, obviously Kenny Lee is gonna go off because he just got fucking Cronwalled. Big hit! And that's what you do when you get Cronwalled. You go off because you either can't see straight or you're fucking bleeding or something. Man, that was fantastic. I honestly uh, don't remember the last time Cronwall truly Cronwalled um, somebody. And Mickey was Mickey was dead right on this one. Um, he it was, a, it was a whole new bag of holy jumping because it did not happen um, at the opposing team's blue line like we're so accustomed to seeing most Cronwallings. Um, it was closer to the wings blue line. Um, and he had his head down. He just fucking clocked him, cleaned his clock. Um the hit, was, the hit was spectacular, and I'm just happy that 37, soon to be 38, he'll be 38 in January, uh, year-old Croner is still willing to uh, bring the heat like that. I honestly thought that part of his game was uh, dead and gone, but he packed some serious heat on that on that hit, and I was, I was very excited to see it, clearly. Uh, what was even more miraculous uh, in that game is that Cronwall also scored a goal. I think that was his first goal in like 40 games or something like that, so... So that was uh that was hot as a tea kettle and got me pretty fired up um, for that Wings Isles game, which had a lot of heat packed into it. There was a lot of things that happened in that game, and that game had so much promise right from the beginning to honestly be one of the most, if not the most exciting Red Wings game of the season. Now, when I say things like that, the games that come to mind are the overtime win versus the Rangers. Um, the Toronto victory we just had recently where we had the big lead, gave it up, and then um, won in overtime. That was, that was fucking fantastic as well. Um, but this game I really thought was going to be um, a big statement game for the Red Wings. We're playing the Islanders. They're, you know We're at home. We get out to a two-goal lead early um, and get a disallowed goal. So really it could have been a 3 nothing game. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the offsides, was it was so far offsides, it was kind of kind of surprising that the refs even missed the call. Um, but in this game, we had the Cronwall goal. The wing should have been up 3 nothing The place was rocking. And on top of it all, uh, the number one thing that really greased the wheels was Dylan Larkin. Number 71, Mr. Larkin. Cronwall gets knocked down by Bailey, an interference penalty. after him and they're gonna fight right at center ice. I don't know why Lucky would want to do this, but he once before this happened and he didn't fight. Watch your hand, Dylan. No kidding. Watch your hand. Yeah. There the linesmen get in, that's good. And these fans are loving it. Did you hear Kenny and Mickey fucking losing their mind during that fight? They couldn't even they couldn't even call it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he wants to do this. Watch your hands. Watch your... He did this once but didn't do it. Oh, watch your hands. Watch him. They almost had a heart attack, and I don't really blame them for being a little freaked out. Um, Dylan Larkin has been hot as hell lately, and we just watched uh, a young stud and Anthony Mantha break his hand in a fight. So I understand the concern 100%. Um, I don't know why he's doing it. Um, I'll tell you why he's doing it, Mickey. It's because... Guys like me, at the beginning of this season, who some people thought, um, while others thought, not me, people thought that Larkin was the layup choice to be the captain of the Detroit Red Wings this year, um, guys like me were writing articles saying, no, hold up, hold up, I don't think Dylan Larkin has earned this title, which was worn by, you know, you know the sea was donned by Henrik Zetterberg before him, Lindstrom before him, and Iserman even before him, I did not believe Dylan Larkin um, had proven that he was worthy of wearing uh, the Captain CC for the Detroit Red Wings located in Hockeytown. Um, and I wrote an article on this and I said he's got to earn it. And I'll tell you right now, right now he's got three overtime goals. He scored an absolute beauty uh, versus Toronto after getting robbed in that Toronto game. He was absolutely robbed blind in that game by Sparks. Um, on a a two-on-one, and instead of pouting and crying, he came back, got a breakaway um, off a turnover from Taveras, and absolutely buried it. Put it through his legs, one of my favorite moves to do on a breakaway. Not that I ever score on him, but that is a move I have attempted, Um, and Larkin looked real pretty on that goal. Then, fast forward to the Isles night, and he sees a chippy game with a team with roughly the same record as us. I think they're a point point behind us when that game was played. Um, And he wants to win. He wants to win now. He doesn't want to rebuild. And he sees tempers brewing. And he wants the city, the team, and the fan base to know that he's all in for the Detroit Red Wings. And I'll tell you one thing. I wrote the article saying I think he needs to earn it. You know, I don't know if he's good enough to rock it. Um, and that's fair, and I do believe in all that, but I have not really been a true believer in Dylan Larkin. Um, I thought he was pretty good and exciting in his rookie year, you know, winning the fastest skater competition at the All-Star Game. I thought he was fun. Um, did I think he was the new face of the franchise, you know, an Iserman type, even even to say that is is a big far, far stretch right now. But did I think he'd be the next captain or leader of the Red Wings? No, I didn't. Um, even up till last year, I just didn't think he had the gusto to do it. But I'll tell you one thing right now, he's shutting me the fuck up real quick because he is scoring goal after goal after goal. He just scored um, in the Kings game as well on a very beautiful move. Um, and he's got a lot of goals and he's got a lot of points. He had, a, he had a very solid season last year. He's scoring when we need him most, and he's proving that he wants the see. He's doing things that leaders do. He's helping out in the community. He's showing his face everywhere, and he's scoring. He's literally even getting in fights to show how all in he is. So right now, I think he's on a great path. I think we got to see how this you know season finishes up. It's a great start, um, but we all know it's how you finish. But right now, Dylan Larkin, color me impressed. Seven one. The only glaring, obvious, huge disappointment of that night was the Wings losing the game. I mean, they had a two-goal lead and ended up losing 3-2. to two. Um, It also didn't help that I took Wings' money line that night in addition to the over of 5.5. So needless to say, when the Wings went up two goals with one disallowed with 10 minutes into the first period, I thought at least one of the two bets I took would be a lock whether it was the over or the Wings winning, um, but neither shook out. And that's just kind of the year it's been for you, boy. Anyways, um, as I was saying, the only glaring disappointment in that game was obviously them losing the game. Um, In my mind, that was a game that they just, you know, they had to win. They just beat Toronto, had a big lead, uh, lost the lead, came back, beat them in overtime, They're kind of hot lately, and to me this was like, look at you're you're playing a team at home who has roughly the same record as you, same position as you, you're both fighting for those bottom playoff spots, you got to win this game, especially with getting Cronwald, Cronwald scoring, Larkin getting in a fight, it was a game the boys should have won, they didn't, but the great news is, is they bounced back at home versus the Kings, put them away very soundly. Now I know the Kings suck, but you lose that game; it's a big momentum swing. So they bounce right back, and they won that game, which I was very proud of. Um, the Wings are playing really good right now after their absolutely putrid, garbage, hot garbage start, and they're a lot more—they're a lot more exciting to watch right now. So, to be continued on the Red Wings LGRW. And while. The Detroit Red Wings um, are a small bright spot in my sporting world as of late. One thing that is the antithesis of a bright spot is, in fact, it is, in fact, a uh, a cold, endless abyss of sadness and darkness is this year's football season all around. Yes, football in general. Football is for losers. Uh, I don't mean that, but um, I have a very... Love-hate relationship with the sport of football, and right now it's it's at a super hate level, um, one that I don't know if I've ever reached. Um, this past weekend, um, I was bounced from both my fantasy leagues, um, ones that I had really high hopes for, um, and honestly, that's just the tip of the freezing cold iceberg um, of a football season. I'm going to describe to you, um, as I've told you guys in the past, I really enjoy betting on sports. But there is no sport that I really enjoy betting on more than football, most specifically the NFL, the National Football League, or in my case, the no fun league. Um, Let me tell you guys this right here, right now. Ask my friends. It ain't no secret. I'm getting my ass handed to me on a platter this year when I zig the NFL zags. And what I mean by that is when Daddy throws an absolute hammer missile on the who down in Big D, that's a zig, the Saints decide to go for 30 yards of total offense and lose. Zag. Or when Daddy thinks it's time to take the cheeseheads down in Titletown in a 10-point tease dog getting them at 3.5 puntas, that's a zig and then the pack decide to spill their salad and lose it home to the desert pigeons, that's a zag. Essentially, what I've described to you is two gambling losses I had on two locks, or so I thought. Um, and if you speak gambling, brain, slang, you may have been able to pick up what I was trying to say there with those last two sentences. Basically, the Saints lost to Dallas Green Bay lost at home to fucking Arizona, Um, and that's honestly just the beginning of how bad it's been with my picks. To be honest, I wanted to do a Sunday version of the fizz where I just give you my Sunday picks for the NFL, but I think I just got to wait until next football season because I cannot, I cannot subject you guys to the picks that I'm putting out there. Unless I put the picks out there and I just tell you to fade them. Just fade every single pick I'm taking. Honestly, you'd have great success. Great success just fading my picks. Um, Earlier this year, I was doing an Instagram video and I was like juicing everybody up. And I was like, who wants the lock of the night? It's an absolute motherfucking lock. Just DM me and I'll give you the lock. I'm like fucking hitting the lock emoji. Um, And I got some DMs and my lock of the night was the Houston Rockets. I don't even know who they're playing. I barely know anything about the NBA. Um, I don't know the rules that well. And I just got a hot lead on these Houston Rockets, and they ended up getting blown out. They lost by, like, 20. And I just, I wanted to, I lost a lot of followers that day. Let's just let's just say people didn't really want to follow me after um, I guaranteed them money, and then I just lost them money. But there will be a pick show coming, um, but just probably, probably next year because I really need to, take a walk in the woods and warm up um, or something because I am freezing ice cold when it comes to NFL betting. Now, another thing I feel like I just got to get off my uh, chest to you guys is, you know, this Sunday was a big fantasy week for me. It was like playoffs for both leagues, essentially. One was to make the playoffs. The other one was to – was an actual playoff game. Lost in both. So I was watching a lot of other games. Don't have anybody but Prater from the Lions on both teams. Have no one from Arizona. Um also, I confessed to you guys kind of last week that my interest in jaded, my interest is rapidly decreasing for the Detroit Lions, and my jadedness is at like an all-time high. Um, I've wasted so much time and energy in Sundays just watching those guys just break my heart and disappoint me. Now, I am a Lions slappy, I will always be a Lions fan, but I had like zero, zero interest in watching. The Detroit at Arizona bout that took place on Sunday. So I'm like half confessing to you guys that I like I really did not watch this game like at all. I watched uh, Darius, I saw Darius Slay take it to the house, um, and I saw Zach Zenner get in the end zone. And I think that was pretty much the game. Um, I really had no interest in it when I saw it was like three nothing at half. I had to just like I just there was no. Incentive for me to tune in, um, but what the biggest travesty that's going on right now is with that win, I'm getting like notifications on my phone from ESPN, from CBS, from NFL that like the with with win Detroit Lions playoff hopes revived. Cut that shit. Cut it. Go away. Leave us alone. Let us die in peace. This season has been an absolute dumpster fire turd stain. And it's put me in an awful mood. They've lost me a lot of money, and they've upset me a lot. And I've already given up on it. It's done. It's over. I mean, I last week in the first episode, I went at my favorite player in the NFL saying Matthew Stafford is having a dog shit year. We traded Golden Tate, who is my second favorite player on the team. Um, there are so many things that have disappointed me in a new type of way, which the Lions are so creative at doing every year, that I don't want to hear that. Well, if this team wins and this team loses, and you need some help, but if you win out, but well, if you win out, the Lions could still, you know, could still make the playoffs. Let me tell you something, because with shit like that, you know what'll happen? The Lions will win every game until that last game of the season, and then all they'll have to do is beat Green Bay in Lambeau to advance to the playoffs at 8-8, a putrid garbage record. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to lose off of like the flukiest, missed punt, blocked field goal. I don't even know what a missed punt looks like, but they lose on the flukiest play you could ever think of in Lambeau to lose to Green Bay and the Packers and not go to the playoffs. And guess what? We're going to get all jazzed up and juiced up again if this happens. And I just I'm not ready for it. My heart can't take it. So you know what? Honestly, just just go to Buffalo next week. Bill's mafia, you know, make it a make it an exciting game. Let's just lose this one and just cut the shit. Let's just cut the shit because the Detroit Lions, the 2018 Detroit Lions are not a playoff team. And honestly, going eight and eight, they don't deserve to make it to the playoffs. So let's just let's just nip this one in the buddy, SPN, CBS, all the Lions slappies. Let's just not get excited. Okay? Because there's like a three percent chance. And it needs to just be zero at this point because I'm done. I'm disgusted and I don't have the energy for any more football heartbreak, especially not Detroit Lions heartbreak. So we're putting that one to bed. You know, I really was planning on moving on to a new topic, but I you know, I, I started looking at the standings and it just pisses me off more. Did you know the Lions have the same record as the New York Giants? Like I, I would never have thought that. The Giants were just absolute putrid garbage. Um, and I, I just can't believe we have the exact same record as them this year. Um, but I, I have to just go yell at them some more. Like, there is such a log jam for the NFC wildcard that if they just would have won two more games or just had a fucking pulse for some of these ridiculous losses that they had, then they'd be right in the thick of things, and we'd have a whole season to get excited about but instead, we're over here fucking hoping for other teams to lose and trying to put together the Rubik's Cube and fucking Shrine of the Silver Monkey of how the Lions can make the playoffs. And frankly, I'm just quite, quite sick of doing it. So again, putting it to bed, putting it to bed, actually putting it to bed, changing topics after this next whoosh sound effect promise. So final topic I do want to touch on here is that Seattle – officially is going to get a NHL hockey team. That's pretty exciting. Um, I'm all for it. I've never been to Seattle. I heard it's a wonderful place. It's definitely on list of cities I want to go to. Um, So I think it would be really cool for them to have a hockey team. I got no problem with it. Um, I know some people don't like expansion that much. I'm cool with Seattle having a team. You know, Arizona still really doesn't make sense to me. Sure, they have the hot-ass Kachina jerseys, but... Um, I feel like they've just been on the brink of selling or being sold or falling apart for almost their whole existence. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. I do think it's also insane that Florida has two hockey teams. But Tampa's proven they're good. Florida's been to a Stanley Cup final. John Van Beesbrook went to my grade school. So these are all just random facts about uh, warm places with hockey teams that I thought you might guys want to know. But as we eagerly await... Seattle's new hockey team name and brand, um, people are having a lot of fun with what they're going to be named, and I feel like there was a lot of excitement around Vegas when they were getting a team and what they were going to be named, but for some reason, I feel like people are more eager to name the Seattle team than Vegas. I could be completely wrong, but that's just kind of the vibe I get. Now, if you look around the internet, if you've Googled any of this shit, um, there's like three names that always come up. But on the top of the list of a lot of people's wish lists is Kraken. And I see Kraken everywhere, and people are real excited about it. You know, it's, it's, no one has this team name, and it just sounds really exciting, and they can always say, like, release the Kraken. A lot of people are very excited about it. Now, I think it's, I think it's a pretty cool name. I think it's decent. I think it sounds kind of awkward. Like, it's, it's just Kraken, singular. Like, the team is, as a unit, the Kraken. You know, it, it does sound kind of minor league to me. Um, it's You know, it's almost like the Detroit Shock. Um, it's like their one thing, Minnesota Wild. Like, as a collection of that, they make up the Wild, obviously, as opposed to, like, the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, the Bruins, Blackhawks. Traditional names with S's, like, you know, we are a fucking group of Red Wings, you know. Or we are a group of, we are a pile of Maple Leafs. I'm sure they call themselves piles all the time. Um, So like the Kraken to me, just like as the team collectively making up a Kraken, you know, like, let's go Kraken. Come on, Kraken. It sounds weird. And then you can't have multiple Krakens because it's a mythological creature. And then he's not special anymore. It's like a group of Krakens. You know, we can't even find the Kraken. How would we find a group of Krakens? So I don't know. And the more you say Kraken, it just it doesn't feel right. The Seattle Kraken. I don't know. Cracking my ass. Anyways, don't know if cracking is the name that they should go with. I don't think they will. I think it's a fun fan favorite, and I do think that, like, the concept art that a lot of you're seeing on, like, Twitter and Instagram and shit like that looks really cool, but I just don't see it happening. Um, The other one that I see that, like, that I see every time the name comes up that just makes zero sense to me, I honestly don't get it at all, is, is the Firebirds. Now, I think the name Firebirds is pretty cool, but one, pretty close to you in Calgary, well, decently close, it might not be that close, uh, geography, um, there's the Flames. So there's already like a flaming team, like a hot team. Um, so you're gonna be the Firebirds. And when I think of Seattle, Washington, I picture like rain, drizzle, Starbucks, hipsters, bicycles, the ocean. I don't think of fire. I don't think of red and burning. Um, Now, I guess they could do like blue flame thing, but I just I don't really get why they would ever be the firebirds. Um, The other name now, there's a couple like good names that I do like. I'll I'll touch on another one that I see here that I don't I don't really like at all um, is the whales, the Seattle whales. I don't know. It just seems there was already the Hartford whalers on the other side of the country and i feel like that is just too much of something that would be way too close to what the whalers were and you know their colors would be like blue green silver it would look aquatic and i don't know how you can be the seattle whales it doesn't sound as good as the whalers the whalers had awesome vintage gear that still lives on today and it'd be too much of a rip for that so just just nix the uh the whales Another name that you see on the Vegas list is Eagles. That is so lame. Do not be the Seattle Eagles. That team already exists in a billion different places across the country. Show me some creativity. Um, Now, as I'm looking down the list that they have here, the ones that seem to be getting the most traction um, are these three. The Emeralds is a name that I see come up quite a bit, and it is a play off of one of their unofficial nicknames of Seattle, the Emerald City, because there's greenery everywhere. I get it. Um, some teams pulled off the Reds is cool as a color. The Blues are cool as a color. The Browns is awful as a color. I mean, it's brown. Brown is the color of poop. Uh, Emerald City uh, or Emeralds, I mean, I think could work. I just don't really feel like it sounds like a hockey name too much. I don't like it particularly. It sounds kind of soft, but I don't know. Maybe that's what they go for out on the West Coast in Seattle. So Emeralds, it's a no for me, dog. The no, uh, And then these are the top two that I'm seeing the most. Um, I'll start with my second favorite uh, here. It's the sockeyes. Now, I am not a fisherman. I am not aquatic. I don't I don't know anything. Like, I'm good at drinking beer on a boat and putting on a playlist. But other than that, I don't know much about fishing or or fucking putting worms on a hook or something. I don't. Do you even do that? Anyways, the name in discussion here is the sockeye, which I have learned is a type of salmon. And if you ever see anything related to Seattle, it's pretty cliche, but they're tossing fish around at Seattle's Pike Place Market. Um, and I was reading Sports Illustrated's take on this, and I, I actually agree with it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, The name, so I'll just read it, I'll read it right from the site here. The name also has a fantastic double entendre. The name we're talking about here, obviously, is the Seattle Sockeyes. Um... But the name has a fantastic double entendre of hockey players getting socked in the eye during a fight. Imagine a Sammy Sockeye mascot dressed like a hockey goon with a big black eye and a bunch of missing teeth. Now, I am a big fan of that. I like that idea all around, and I always love names with a, a native flair to it. So I think Sockeyes is an absolutely good, gritty hockey name. Now, my absolute favorite, though, is the Totems. Now, I know it kind of sounds silly, but the Totems were Seattle's longest running pro hockey team. And according to Sports Illustrated, they lasted from 1944 to 1975, and they were members of the Minor Western Hockey League. Now, I just think totem poles are the coolest fucking things in the world. I have really no idea why. The only way I could the only reason I think so is because Me and my family used to go up to Oscoda, Michigan every once in a while, oscoda Taos area, and there was this little store called the Indian Store on the way up there, and they had this crazy-ass totem pole there. I thought it was the coolest fucking-looking thing in the world, and ever since then, I've thought totem poles were pretty fucking legit. So I'd be a big fan of the totems, the Seattle totems being the name of the new team in the NHL. Now, people are worried that Native American names are controversial, but I don't know. Shoot them a text, work on the logo with them together. I think it would be pretty sweet. Um, And I did not know this, but the, um, the totems, they got their name from the totem poles carved by indigenous people of the Northwest. Okay, I knew that. But this later inspired the logos of the Seattle Seahawks and the Seattle Thunderbirds, which is Seattle's junior hockey team. So there you have it. Um, Most of 2019 is going to be dedicated to Seattle name watch, Seattle hockey name watch 2019. Looking forward to it. So we are past the 30 minute mark here. I'm sure you guys are all exhausted for listening to me for this long. Um, The three of you that made it. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to this whole thing. Um, But we will sign off now. Um, feel free to email me any questions you might have or any updates or critiques you'd have to uh, champagneathletics at gmail.com. Again, that's champagneathletics at gmail.com. I will be back with you guys next week, Wednesday morning for episode 14 of The Fizz. But thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. LJRW. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Oh, pop we poppin' pop champagne, pop champagne Like we, we won a shot, championship pop game pop Look like I got on a back, championship brand Cause
1: I ball hard Don't be by